Hello, I'm Liz Dunbar and I'm joined today by uh, Ian Wilson, uh, Huntington's subject leader for music technology and Tim Burnage, um, Huntington's subject leader for music. Hello. 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 <laughs> good. Uh, we thought today would be a good um, opportunity to talk um, about something we touched on in the last episode. Um, a bit of thinking about curriculum design, but I guess the, the big question is, what on earth is the point of key stage three? Good question. So that's what we're going to talk about today. What do you reckon, Ian? Uh, well, I suppose uh, the question that some people might ask um, is if a pupil is not going to study GCC music, then why have they had three years of uh, music education? So the question that would probably be asked is what, uh, what are the takeaways from a key stage three music course? So what is the aim of um, Key Stage 3 music curriculum? Cool. So where, where are we trying to get to at the end of Key Stage 3 then, Liz? I think, um, you know, based on the fact that our students, when they arrive in Year 7, have had a mixed experience at primary school. Some have had a fantastic primary school uh, music education and others have had, you know, all sorts of experience, either with specialists, non-specialists, and some with no experience at all. I think if students can take away after three years... Uh, a deeper understanding of how music works, then that's immensely enriching for life. Absolutely. It's that how music works thing that we're kind of really interested in at Huntington, isn't it? And I guess that sort of governs a lot about how we make choices about what we put into the curriculum as well. Um, so let's talk about that in a second. Is there anything else we want our students to take away at the end of key stage three um, well it's a bit of culture cultural kind of understanding enrichment um, and discovering a little bit more about the world that's out there yeah. um it's very easy isn't it to just do and know and live in a world that was is familiar but, you know, that's what school's for, isn't it? To find out what's happening in the rest of the world and what's happening in cultures, even on your doorstep, that you're just not aware of. So being a little more knowledgeable and a little bit more aware um, has to be a good thing. Mm. And if you can see inside pieces of music and you can see inside how they might have been created and what a purpose might be for a piece of music then that's, you know, hugely important to you making your way in the world and meeting lots of different people. And instead of being unaware or ignorant to other people's existence, cultures, traditions, is just having a little bit of an understanding and appreciation of them. Cool. So if we've got um, an understanding of uh, the wider musical world um, that's out there, if we've got also that importance of understanding how music works. Do we at any point want to prepare our students for GCSE? Is that, is that a factor here at the moment? Is Key Stage 3 something that's completely standalone? Or should we be preparing students for GCSE too? I, I feel that, that um, our GCSE, sorry, our Key Stage 3 course uh, perfectly prepares pupils for uh, GCSE music. Even the pupils that arrive um, through the door in year seven with no musical experience from primary school. Um, I would argue that our course prepares them perfectly for all the elements of GCC music, the listening skills, which let's face it, the vast majority of the exam is about, um, you know, it's a, listen, it's a listening exam. Uh, and we do a lot of that in Key Stage 3. Um, 
composition. We're thinking a lot at the moment of how every single unit in Key Stage 3 is, has an element of composition. That's something that we're personally thinking about this year a lot. Um, yeah, I think it's got every aspect of the GCC course is covered um, and they're slowly developing those skills as the three years pass. And in theory, they should end year nine ready to start the GCC course. It's that kind of transition from year nine to year 10, that step up that we have to make as smooth as possible for the students that are going to do GCC music. Uh, and I think our curriculum does that. Yeah, it's definitely something we have to consider, isn't it? But it's not it's not the goal in and of itself, is it? We actually, as you said, we want to make sure that everybody, I mean, 80% of the students that study Key Stage 3 won't, won't probably sadly be doing GCSE music. So that the importance of having takeaways for them as well is, is really significant here, isn't it? So I think the creative process is a really interesting one. And that balance between the creative um, and the academic and being students, not just having the language to be able to describe what they have heard and done, but also that kind of freeing up thing of in, you know, loads of musicians who have learnt instruments um, from the dots are used to copying things. But through improvisation and composition and arranging, there's a lovely piece of work you can do at Key Stage 3, which frees students into kind of thinking for themselves. And instead of being just copying machines, can also be creators and makers. And that brings such confidence to young people as well. If instead of th th thinking, this isn't me, this isn't something I can do, this is separate to me. If you think, no, I can do this. And these are, you know, some of the ways in which I can uh, be creative and think for myself. That's a lovely part of Key Stage 3. And it feeds in beautifully to composition and improvisation and performance as well. That's fairly lofty, wide-ranging ambitions that we've got for our Key Stage 3 curriculum. <laughs> so how do we go about choosing the content that's going to allow um, students to uh, be well-prepared for GCSE, understand how music works, have an appreciation of the wider world, be <laughs> more creative and more stuff, free? You know oh, I'll mean? take it all back. <laughs> <laughs> but how, how do we go about that process of choosing the con content that's going to get us some way towards those lofty ambitions? I think there's... Um what I really like about the way we do Key Stage 3 is we don't focus on specific aspects of musicianship per unit. Everything's there throughout. So, like, there's a lovely kind of balanced diet of improvisation, composition, um, performance, analysis, um, there's there's lots there's little bits of all of those things in everything that we do. It isn't just one strand. So it's not just like you just eat I don't know frozen peas for a month or something like that. You have a lovely well they're warmed up. Um, um, you know you know what I mean. It's not like you don't just have to eat one thing. You, you, you've got a balance of lots of things. So it's not just oh we're doing melody or we're doing harmony or something. No no these things run through everything that we do and that there's an element of right let's try out this idea. This is initially improvisation then it becomes composition as you firm it up. Now let's arrange it for more players. Now let's talk about it, let's discuss it, let's find the right language for it. And all of the, those form a beautifully balanced diet of musical experience. Do you think as well, from that point of view, when we do the, the listening lesson, the listening kind of uh, skills, using extracts that 
are very familiar to mm. the young people. And we say we've been working on, you know, rhythm and texture with mm. the piece that we've been playing. Here's the listening lesson and it, they're suddenly hearing songs that, oh, I know this, I listen to yeah. this. And they're looking, they're identifying what they've been playing. With within, new ears with, as well. With new ears within yeah, the music with new that ears. they actually are familiar with. And they, but there is a balance though, isn't there, of having stuff that is familiar that is yep. a hook in for them that's it while also using the opportunity that we have to introduce them to things that they won't have heard of because mm. that's part of our responsibility as educators isn't yeah. it yep so how do we choose that stuff well again the thread is if let's say if you're going right so this melody from something that you're familiar with let's say has a structure which goes a a b a we then find another model um, from, you know, uh, somewhere else historically or somewhere else culturally that also goes AABA and students will join you on that journey then. So rather than the focus of the listening being on cultural difference or, you know, something that's unfamiliar, it's actually on, say, a structural element or a rhythmic element or a compositional device. And so because they're focused on that device of a pedal note or that device of an ostinato, they're listening more deeply and forgetting any unfamiliar uh, things they might feel or things to do with prejudice or things to do with, oh, I don't know what this is and I don't like it because they're listening to it in a different way. They're mm. listening to it in an analytical way. And we're not saying, you know, do you like this or do you know this? We're saying, can you hear this thread that's running through it? Yeah. I think that's one of the most important messages I give to my students is like, whenever I play you something, I request that you, uh, it's not a request that you have to like this or think it's good. Yep. All we're doing is exploring how it works. So content, how do we choose content? It's interesting, isn't it? There's been a lot of debate about the model music curriculum that's come out and a lot of the debate came around um, the choices of um, particular pieces of music. And I, I'm, I'm not really interested in the rights or wrongs of, of the choices that were perhaps uh, made because my view is you've always got to make the choices based on the types of students that you have in front of you. So... Um, I think a model music curriculum might be really helpful to some people, but um, for us, my view has always been what's our kind of local context, what are the interests of the students that are here, what do they know, what do they definitely not know, and that's almost your starting point for choosing, that's your starting point. Choo choosing what, what you're going to yeah. put into your curriculum. So I think it's really difficult for um, us to kind of set out exactly what that content would be, because I think it's got to look Fluid. different. Um, wherever you are in the, the in the country in the world, um, in terms of music education, but I think you've you've got to have a balance of the familiar, the unfamiliar, um, and the the stuff that will be known um, and loved and appreciated, and um, stuff that might be a bit more challenging for students. Um, and it's finding that balance that's part of the work we have to do. All our key stage three schemes use keyboard; they're, they're keyboard based. Uh, why do why have we made that decision to stick with keyboard as the main instrument over the course? I think because time is massively limited. You know, we were talking about this earlier, just saying, you know, thirty nine uh, lessons a year, one hour each um, over three years. It's it's less than one hundred twenty hours um, in the entirety of key stage three. So that's three working weeks, isn't it? Three forty hour weeks um, that that we've got to teach um, kids music. And I think actually, if we stick with one instrument, then they can build some facility and. Um, 
kind of uh, and skill on that instrument over time, which allows us to to go further. So it's a it's a it's a way of ensuring that um, that kids can make really good progress. And of course, mm. when we move on to the um, sequencing stuff at the, the at the computers, um, again it's it's keyboard for input. So again, it's familiar. We're not. Um, switching instruments and therefore um, kind of I don't want to say wasting time but um, using up time that could be potentially better directed what what, what do you think Liz? And there's also the pathways for students who aren't instrumentalists uh, or aren't vocalists and if we can offer pathways to GCSE for all students that's a really important part of uh, the work at Key Stage 3 as well so if those classroom lessons have provided those students with those pathways and in, through music technology um, that's great because everybody then can do the performance paper and there are no blockers um, for anybody accessing the course beyond the end of Key Stage 3 Brilliant I think we'll leave it there for this edition. Uh, if you've been listening to us on a streaming site, then do take a look at our website, www.huntschoolmusic.com. Uh, we've got a full range of, well, everything on there. We've got all sorts of treats and articles and blogs. Um, and do tune in and join us again. 